Welcome to Outrageous, creating extraordinary experiences with positively outrageous service. This is the show where we explore all the habits and real life stories of people and organizations who deliver positively outrageous service. So come join the service revolution with your hosts, Andrew Zabo and Michael Hoffman. Welcome to Outrageous with Michael Hoffman and Andrew Zabo. We're here again to yeah. get positively outrageous with you, give you some tips and tricks and some insights on how to be positively outrageous with your customers, with your suppliers, with your employees, absolutely. and with, with your, your family. Yeah, with your, with your family, absolutely. Life these are not just adventure. business skills. These are exactly. people skills. These are and relational skills. Ignite the world with positively outrageous service. Yes. That's, that's the revolution we're trying to start. So uh, last week we were talking about championing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Championing Positively Outrageous Service. And uh, we were talking really about the more explicit manner of championing, but one has to be wary of the things that you're implicitly championing, things you're, that you may be championing without even being aware of. And it's all around a concept that I learned very early on in my career called tacit approval. Tacit approval. Tacit approval. Tacit's yeah. a good word, that's a $50 yeah. word. What is tacit approval? Well, basically, tacit approval is essentially where you see certain behaviors in your organization. And because you don't, um, because you, because you don't necessarily address them explicitly, whether that's right or wrong, it becomes implicitly approved by you. Mm. So if you're not going to say anything about it, basically, you agree with it. Exactly. So yeah. if you if your employees see that you're a leader and they don't see you picking up paper off some some rubbish off the floor, you're essentially saying it's okay to have rubbish on the floor. Mm-hmm. What message does that send? All right. So it's that contradictory message that um, do as I say, not as I do, or <laughs> sometimes that 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 is louder than anything that we can positively challenge. Yeah, but but the reality is people will. When you say, yeah, do as I say, not as I do, that doesn't work. You have to set the example. As, as we've talked many times before, the fish stinks from, from the head. head. Mm-hmm. So what the head has to do, you know, where the head goes, the body follows. Mm-hmm. So, that, so the concept of tacit approval, like, for example, in the, when I was in the hotel business, it was, it was really key that, and, and I was in a very large hotel, there was 2,033 employees, probably, you know, two to 300 uh, people in management at various levels. What the managers did, there was inconsistencies there and it wasn't being addressed and that was essentially approving that that's okay to do you know x y and z and therefore your employees will do x y and z and and maybe not what you want to create for the whole customer experience or the guest experience so last week we talked about the the focus of of what are you championing because this is the way that we do it and so you're right. setting a precedence and it's not just the leaders it's everybody you know this is the way that we do it and we use the example of um, you use the example I thought was so very clear on the idea of as if a, if I'm a, a vice president whatever whatever position I hold I could be the CEO and if I expect everybody to pick up trash. If I see it, I'm going to do it. Right. Um, as the Disney example and things like that. Everybody does it, including all the way up to Walt. He was notorious. As a matter of fact, they, they do training that you don't even stop to pick it up because you don't want to draw focus to it. You just kind of dip down and pick it up. But everybody does it, including all the way up to the CEO. That's, that's that positive champion. This is the way we do things. This is the way we handle problems. This is the way we not, uh, this is the way we address things. This is the way we talk 
to each other. That's the positive end of champion. You're talking about that when that is not there, you're still sending the message, this yes. is the way we do it. And then the question becomes, is it a positive message? Yes. Yeah, so or is it a negative message? Yeah. You, so you, the things that we do implicitly sends as much of a message as, as the things that we do explicitly. You give me a, 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 an example that comes to mind when you're talking is, well, Dryer's Grand Ice Cream was a very large client of mm -hmm. mine, and um, we used to do 360s. You know, we would do a, uh, uh, with the leadership, we would do 360 evaluations of them every three years. So they, they got a real clear picture of how they were doing, how they were being perceived, and those types of things. And one of the things that was, uh, as we did this full company survey uh, that kept coming back was the idea that in the top five complaints of people that they, that worked for them, was Management doesn't take care of the problem children. <laughs> so it's it was not an uncommon problem. Though, it's not it? a, no, it's not. Not just with that organization, but it became a real big focus for them because that's what was being reverberated in the in the, the echelons of the people that worked out in the field was, look, I appreciate you guys doing all this work, but, but we are very aware of the fact that Johnny has an issue and he's driving us nuts and we brought it to your attention and you're not doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. So because you're not doing anything about it, basically says it's okay to behave this way. Exactly. And I thought that was a, I, I remember that being a very big deal because leadership had to really grab their hands around that and say, listen, we have to address this and, and be seen addressing this because by not being seen of addressing these types of issues with, with certain personalities in the workforce, we're sending a message that we condone it. Exactly. And that's kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, yes. and it actually that, uh, when you, especially when you're dealing with people and you have people who are, the, the word I, that comes to mind is toxic. You know, when they're toxic in an yeah. environment, that toxicity can spread to other employees. Mm -hmm. And you're actually, you're actually undermining the whole ethos of positively outrageous service. And it becomes potentially negatively outrageous. Because if you've got a toxic manager, for example, like an example you were giving, I've experienced that too. And I know others who have, have as well. You've got that, that toxic person. Then what happens is everybody is wary of that person. I, I can think of a, an example where somebody I know that was working, that their boss was, was highly toxic. And they were constantly having to watch their back. And all that sure. energy is now being is being diverted just because I've got to watch my back because this person's going to, my boss is going to take credit for everything. They're going to um, uh, stab me in the back if, if they can. They will undermine me. So I'm all this energy, instead of going towards the customer and helping the customer, I'm constantly watching my back. <laughs> it has to be for me. Office. It has to be for yeah. me. Yeah. And that toxicity becomes not just toxic in the environment, it's toxic to actually being able to deliver positively outrageous service. And that's important also is if we allow management to behave this way, what are we allowing all the employees and how they behave, not only with, their ch with each other, but with the, the clients themselves? If I've got somebody in front of somebody that actually does business with us and they everything they say and everything they do is the company to the person that's in front of them. Right. So it's tremendously important to really make sure that we are calling a spade a spade and having a, you know if we, if we if we say this is the way that we do it this is the way that's expected it should be expected from everybody and we have to bring it up when it's off kilter. yeah and that's i think you, you hit the, the key point there you've, you've got to nip these things in the bud mm -hmm. and not allow them to to continue otherwise you've ended up championing something that you really didn't intentionally champion
Yeah. So how are some ways that we can, you know, uh, uh, bring these things to the surface? How do, how do you call toxicity out on the table? How do you keep from being this tacit approval of not saying things or letting things go? How do you, how do you set up systems where you can be better at that? Well, I, I think one of the things that you, you just mentioned, you know, doing those 360s uh, can be very valuable in bringing out, okay, we've got a problem here or we have a problem child here over here in this particular department. And, and then the second step it's a two-step process is you've got to then address it because having discovered it the worst thing then that you do is now it's become explicit and known and when you don't address it you really now approved it you've almost gone to a point of being tacit approval to now explicitly approving it so yeah that you know, you've got to uncover it discover it you know talk to the customers talk to your talk to the frontline employees who are dealing with the customers you know find out what those those areas are that are potential weakness and, and it could be that you know eight out of you know eight departments are doing their job fine but it's that ninth department that isn't doing doing their job well and it can ruin the whole ex- speaking specific about a customer experience it can totally undermine the whole experience like i remember in in the hotel business you know we had these big conventions and uh, you know, banquets did a fantastic job. You know, front office, oh my goodness, they managed to check in 1,200 people and, mm. you know, and in 90 minutes and et cetera, et cetera. Um, the, the, the breakouts were fantastic. The housekeeping did their job. The hotel was superbly clean. And then at the end of the meeting, the meeting planner sits down with this huge long bill and everything, and this thing's wrong with it. The accounting department had to, had to, in fact, got sent into the accounting department to turn that area around to help them understand they are as much part of serving the customer the guest sure. the meeting planner making as, sure the bill as, is as accurate the, and exactly. clear and because yeah. otherwise that that becomes the last impression of that meeting plan so yeah well, what did you think of you know xyz hotel oh everything was fantastic bill was wrong at the end. And then it didn't get paid, so the hotel was actually yeah. suffering because we, our cash flow was hurting because uh, our accounts receivable was going up because uh, one one banquet check was not correct. And it wasn't addressed by accounting and then, the, then a quarter of a million The trust is bill. gone and now the process is longer. And yeah. Maybe the, and my last taste of you is mistrust. That's exactly. actually correct. Exactly. So yeah. So I think the key is identify where, where your problem children are whether it's in your process or your people and and address it otherwise it becomes tacitly approved right and i I would really recommend especially if you're in leadership at all is to really invest in your coaching skills Mm. you know being able to um uh being able to call a spade a spade is a real gift for the people that you work with you know being able to as a matter of fact i trust my manager to tell me when i'm on i work behind my eyeballs you know yeah. so i trust my manager to tell to tell me a good job when i'm doing a good job because that builds confidence in my competence, you know? And so I start, I start to own my position because I am told when I'm on, but I also depend upon my leadership to tell me when I'm off yeah. because I work behind my eyeballs, people. I need you to be able to hold up a mirror in a very, very um, clear way that is a, a positive reinforcement for not only what I'm doing right, but also to say, hey, listen, this is where we're off. Let's figure it out together. Let's move forward. Because if I know you've got my back for the good things and I know you've got my back for when I'm off, you could say anything to me and I'm listening. But if I have to be for me, 
that means if, if I feel in any way you are not for me, I have to be for me. And the trust as to my defensiveness goes way up. So if you're a leader in the audience, really invest in your coaching skills, being able to get it on the table and call a spade a spade. And I really like the idea of 360s. If you're not doing 360s in your uh, industry or in your company, then to start to do so. Because as a leader, I'm behind my eyeballs too. And I need to know when I'm on and when I'm off. Right. And if there are trends, then we need to know what those trends are. Like uh, Dry Ash Grand Ice Cream did a really good job of saying, listen, this, is a, this, this comes up on a regular basis. Let's go out of our way to show it and to show that we are doing something right. about it. And that can really help. Yeah, and I think uh, in, in, in the issue of actually addressing it, and I think you bring up a good point where Michael is, yeah, I want to know when I'm doing something right. But also the way in which we address the behavior, it's about the behavior not the person mm -hmm. so it's about you want to reinforce that person and give them the okay here are the, here are the you're doing this 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 and this well and you might want to read you know you look, look at what you're doing here this has a negative impact on the customer and it's not about them personally it's about maybe a process they have mm -hmm. and in fact one of the things that was kind of fascinating in, in Hyatt uh, when I worked there in back in the 80s was they really encouraged us. It was okay to make a mistake, which was fantastic because it gave us the permission to be positively outrageous in our service and to be creative and novel. We're going to talk about that perhaps in the next episode. Oh, yeah. but, um, uh, but but you, you weren't penalized because you tried something new. Okay, that didn't work. That was okay. That's not, that was not considered a failure because so long as... You've learned something from it. Mm -hmm. In other words, so I'm, that means I'm, I'm being creative. I'm putting, pushing the envelope. Um, but if I didn't learn, if that didn't work out, and I didn't, and I'm, now that feedback comes back to me, uh, and, and if I didn't, if I, you know, you don't want to make the same mistake twice. That means you didn't learn from the first time. Mm -hmm. That was that was considered to be the only failure is not learning from the outcomes. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing to not only be the champion for Positively Outrageous Service, but also to watch what you are not saying that gives a tacit approval for negative behavior? Yeah. It's just as important as being a champion and being you know, out front with this is what we're for. Watch the negative uh, examples that you're giving because you may, be, you may be promoting something that you don't know you're promoting. So this is uh, just one good thing to think about this week because we want you to be, as always, Positively, Positively Outrageous. outrageous.